maybe I'll stir you up more. <laughs> Whatever we speak here, we speak in oneness as a whole. We don't have balancing words. We speak because we have experiences from uh, where vessels created to have different strength in the Lord. And doesn't mean we're strong in everything or we're very strong in whatever we're in. But every one of us will be gifted in a certain direction. Soon as you're saved, you have the capacity, but you need to develop that capacity. It doesn't mean that that's all you'll do. No, you'll do everything, but in certain things, you'll excel. And uh, what the brothers gave me this morning is shepherding. It doesn't mean I'm excelling it, but I enjoy seeing the truth in it, and I surely enjoy those have, that have shepherded me into the recovery. So we need to go out and preach the gospel to who? Everybody. Amen. <laughs> the whole creation. Amen. Everyone's qualified because the Lord said, whosoever, if any man thirst. You see, it couldn't be just few people. <laughs> say, I'm getting crazy now. <laughs> so you put Jake and I together, we get a certain kind of chemical. <laughs> so that's why the Lord keeps us apart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's good to be excited. Amen. You need to stay excited. Amen. And what I need to uh, touch this morning is the uh, taking the lead to shepherd the younger ones. This does not mean that you are not excited to preach the gospel. You have to be that kind of person. At the same time, you have a shepherding heart. The gospel is the beginning of caring for people and loving people. I want you to read John 12, 24. Okay, what does that verse say? Okay. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless the grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. If it what? Uh, sometime we can have the wrong concept on this verse. Spirituality, just as it is, is not the real taking of the cross. The issue of taking the cross is much fruit. If our taking of the cross doesn't bear fruit, it's something's wrong. It says there, what? Unless a grain of wheat 
the wheat, the grain is the part, the outer shell is the humanity. Unless the humanity is denied and crossed out and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, what happens? It bears. So our denying ourselves, our taking the cross, must issue into bearing fruit. Amen. That's the principle. Every time I hear about the cross, and I, 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 some guys like to talk about the cross, but there's no fruit. Inside, I have a question. The most spiritual one is Christ. When he died, what happened? Much fruit came out. When our life is denied, the divine life is issued out. The divine life bears fruit all the time. Everybody wants that divine life. The problem is when I don't deny myself. And in shepherding, like a mother, when the baby comes, the mother dies. <coughs> the whole life of the baby, the baby controls the mother. You know, the baby can't speak, right? But she, the baby knows how to communicate. One scream and there goes the mother. Drops everything. Forgets everything in the universe. You know, there's a phenomenon on a chicken. You ever study the chicken? Huh? Huh? Yeah, okay. I'll show you how the chicken becomes a tiger. Have you ever faced a hen with her chicks? Huh? She'll face you until death. But the chicken, well, no babies, it's chicken. But when there's babies, watch out. They'll face the dogs, they'll face anything. for the chicks. Spirituality is just for the self. It won't die for anything. Nothing will test you like a new one. Because he has his life and you have your life. And your life doesn't match his life. When he's hungry, you don't want to feed. What he needs, you don't want to give. The time you want to meet with them, they don't want to meet. It'll mess up your whole inward being. Your soul life. 
So that grain, we're all the grains now. And we are desperate not to be alone. How many is tired of being alone? Amen. Praying prayers for yourself. Praying prayers for how you're going on. Praying prayers of how terrible you are. And we are. Terrible to abide alone. Don't be a loner. But if it dies, it what? Bears much fruit, right? That's why we have Brother's House, right? Why? To take you out of your alone life. You know, if you are in a school and you really are alone, I would be desperate to be with the brothers. Your whole self is there. You do what you want, you speak what you want, you eat what you want, your whole thing is self, 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 and more self, and self, then they put you in a brother's house. You enjoy the brother's house? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You see that? Automatic, put off the old man. And he puts you with a roommate that's different from you. Design it. God's designed it that the soul life is different. So you can't stand each other except in the new man. And if you have one roommate that you are naturally so good with and so wonderful, you two are so one, God will send an 8.9 earthquake. <laughs> I guarantee you. I like to work with Jake and I like to work with Paul. Every time we get too close in the soul, the Lord comes and shakes it up. <laughs> God doesn't want us to be built up in the soul. He will shake whatever can be shaken. Oh boy, me, uh, brother and I will never have any problem with each other. We just love each other. You love each other so much you forgot everybody else. Your love is not having the same love for everyone. So by the time you're loving each other, it's killing somebody. Having the same love. Can you love somebody else's baby like yours? Ah, Nathan's baby. Ugly baby. <laughs> you hear the one, my new one testified, wow. The other new ones testify. <laughs> did somebody say, did you hear the new one? What? New one, what? <laughs> then pretty soon, you have a little problem. All the new ones senses that. So we need to get out of ourselves. Amen. How many like to get out of themselves? Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. Corporate living is wonderful. 
some places that don't have corporate living, live a corporate life. Force yourself. Take the principle. Okay. John 10.10, 10, what does it say? Let's read it because some... Um, Okay, what does it say there? Read the whole thing. The thief does not come except to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and may have it abundantly. I have come that they may have what? Life. And have it? Abundantly. To bear fruit, you need life and abundant life. Not just life just for yourself. You need abundant life. I have a little grapevine in my house. I planted it in 1987 after I came back from Taipei one time. A little twig. And now it's out. I cut it back every year and let it go out. Now it's ready to explode over my big part of my backyard. It produces over 50 bundles of grapes. And I have to build another trellis outside because it's ready to take over that area. Interesting, I watch how it bears fruit. And it reminds me of John 10, 10. When the, you cut it all back, it's bare. Then when spring comes, it shoots out. It's almost like an explosion of life. The vine now is still growing, but not bearing fruit, new fruit. It goes through getting bigger. But when it bears fruit, it's an explosion of new life. And that life is so powerful and prolific, fruit comes out. It's an overflow. It's an abundance of life. I am come that you might have life. And have it what? Abundantly. Amen. To bear fruit, we need abundant of life. Amen. That's why a new one, soon as he touches life, what happened? He bears fruit. It's an automatic reaction or spontaneous uh, overflow of life. It has to come out. It has to bear fruit. Amen. The fruit doesn't come flying in the air and stuck to the tree. It really comes out of you. Many things happen outwardly, but basically it's just that life. Okay. In John 10, 10, you have the abundance of life. And he gives us this life. He's come to give us this life. What does the following verse say? I am the good shepherd. 
the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. Can you put that together? A good shepherd, what? He is the good shepherd. For you to shepherd, we have to die to a lot of things. The more we die, the more the life flows out. So there is a side of going out economically. And there is a side of dying to ourselves and releasing the divine life. I am the good shepherd. A, the good shepherd. Amen. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Amen. The more you can lay down your life for the saints, for the new ones, for the gospel, for God's economy, the more you will shepherd the new ones. Remember Peter on the last, last time he was talking to the Lord in John? John, what chapter was that? 21. Let's turn there. What did he say? What did the Lord tell him? If you... says, I love the Lord! And what the Lord says, I love the Lord. <laughs> How many love the Lord? Amen. So he's saying, what is he saying? So good to fall in love. <laughs> Let's, uh, what are the three verses? 15. Okay, so you all know that story, all right? Now, Peter got in his mind a little bit, right? Verse, where does it say? It says, when you were young, I believe somewhere in 21, 18. Could you read that, young man? <laughs> truly, truly, I say to you, when you were younger. When you were younger. You girded that's, that's you now. You're growing, right? When you were younger, what was your life? Read that. You girded yourself. You girded yourself. And walk where you wish. But when you grow old. Okay. When you're younger, you walk wherever you want to walk. You do whatever you want to do. You speak whatever you want to speak. That's when you're younger. But how do you feed the sheep? You cannot do that no more. When you're younger, you're free to do everything. Whatever you want to speak, you speak it. 
You want to gossip? You go right ahead. No restriction. You're free. I am a free man. Don't tell me what to do. But when you grow what? In other words, when you go more mature in the Lord, in principle, you will what? Stretch out your hands. Not take away all the time. Stretch out your hand, and another will what? Another young one will come, Nathan. Nathan wants to go there. She's like the mother. Control. You're raising a farm. You planted the seeds, that's the gospel. The plants begin to grow. That farm is going to control you. Oh, needs water. Oh, the new one didn't show up for the prayer meeting. What happened to him? The others say, forget that, don't worry about it. Trust the Lord. What happened? You can't go to sleep. And there, later, it touches the matter of how he will die. We die daily. The more you die, the more they live. They have their politics. You have your views on politics. Don't take out your views. Don't let them know whether you're Democrat or Republican. You're a God-man. They got certain views. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Inside. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> and the right time, you put the truth into them. More has been lost because you are clear on sharing your political views. So you built a wall. Now he's a Democrat and you're, and now you can be an independent too, right? It's endless genealogies on politics. Don't touch those issues. Just wait for the proper time to dispense the triune God. Amen. I am come that you might have life Amen. and have it abundantly. Amen. I argued with a lot of people, and I won many times, but all of a sudden they're dead and I'm dead. He's not open to the gospel, nor to be shepherded, nor to me, ever be again. I gave them politics, not Christ. Our mouth must be restricted. In Ephesians 4 it says, I, Paul, a prisoner in the Lord. 
And Brother Lee shared that the more you are in prison in the Lord, the more revelations you'll have. The freer you are, the less revelation you have. You have to watch your mouth, put your mouth in prison. Keep it just for the gospel. Keep your mouth just for the dispensing. Our mouth is made just to give grace to those who hear. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. What is a corrupt word? All the words apart from grace is corrupted. Only that which builds, that it may give grace to those who hear. Every time I speak words, not, oh. It doesn't mean we become funny people. We don't understand. Yes, we do understand what's happening in society, but we don't make any issues. Because all kinds of people are going to come to the church. The New Jerusalem has 12 gates, 4 directions. Anyone can come in. So you must be that kind of person. To bring them into life. You are a gate on the north. I am a gate on the south. He's a gate on the east. He's a gate on the west. So when a new one comes, whatever direction he comes, he can bring him in. If not him, he can. If not him, he can. All different. But all entering the same one unique entity, New Jerusalem. Amen. And when they see us, they see the triune God. Amen. So when they are what? One. Who will believe? The world. Our oneness makes them believe. The day they preached the gospel to me, five brothers... One was an opposer, eventually. He wasn't. He was just acting like a sheep, but he's a wolf. Before I was saved, I knew this guy was phony. The day they preached the gospel, the first time I met the five brothers, one I knew. The one that was pretending, before I was saved, I knew this one was phony. And he was the one doing the most speaking. I studied. I said, that one is different. So whatever he said, I had, didn't hear anything. So stay in the oneness. It's corporate. The more people you can be one with, more saints, the better. Right? Then you can just bring each other's babies around with each other. They'll be healthy. Okay. So the good shepherd, what does he do? Lays down his life. Lay it down. Keep on laying it down. Every time you lay it down, the more shepherding comes, more life comes. I'm come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Lay it down. Every time you lay down your concept, lay down this, lay down that, that's okay. Lord, I, be, I like to touch this thing, but Lord, I lay it down. Life comes forth. How many would like to be like Paul? Hallelujah. Amen. Laying down his life. He says, I did not count my life precious unto me.
And he says, don't be anxious for anything, right? He's one anxiety. He's not anxious for anything except one thing. The churches. The saints. He says, daily, this anxiety is upon me. He wasn't worried about this or that. You put him in prison. He's shepherding the saints from prison. What a life. Oh, what a life. Amen. Of course, I'm far away from that. <laughs> but we can develop, right? Amen. We're here to what? Practice. Amen. Keep practicing laying down your life. Okay, the next verse I want to touch. Just before the Lord went to the cross. Just consider now. Just before you die. What would you do? Your thoughts. Your feelings. Right? Just before you die, surely what's real comes out. Let's turn to Acts, I mean John 13, 1. The Last Supper. What does it say there? John 13, 1. Now, before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come for him to depart the cross, to die, what was his inward being? Depart unto the Father, having what? He loved them. He loved them too. That's his only thought. That's his motive. This is intrinsic being. He loved them to the uttermost. Only that love of the Lord in us will deny, make us deny ourselves Take up the cross and dispense into people. In ourselves, we're just for ourselves. To save ourselves, to protect ourselves. But here, he knows he's going to depart. He loved them to the uttermost. And you know that. Sometimes you're in trouble and brothers have that kind of love. That's how I made it through. They loved me to the uttermost. That's what kept me here. Not that I'm strong. Love is just the expression of this wonderful divine life of the triune God. <clears throat> Love them to the uttermost.
So in 2 Corinthians, Paul touches the principle which the Lord gave, and this is how he lived. 2 Corinthians 4, 11 and 12. Can we read this together? For we who are alive are always being delivered unto death. Be always being delivered one? Unto death. Always? Always. The whole situation is always you put to death, your old man. For Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. That operates in what? Us. And that in, in me? Life in you. So the top books that Paul wrote was in prison. The greatest blessing is when they locked him up. <coughs> Ephesians, Philippians, all were written in prison. <laughs> Death in me and life in you. <laughs> so every time you read Ephesians, every time you read Philippians, you got full of life. He's still shepherding us. Death in him. Life in us. Amen. I mean, well, he could say, do all things. All things. All, 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 all. All. What's all? All things. Without reasoning and memory. How you like to be a brother one day? You do all things without reasoning and murmuring. Yeah. Huh? That's in prison he wrote that. At least he could murmur a little bit in prison. All things that we, what? We live in a crooked and perverse generation. What do we do in this crooked and perverse generation? Among whom we shine as what? Amen. Holding forth the word of life. No murmuring, no reasoning, holding forth the word of life. Amen. You murmur your reason, you're holding forth of the life. When you speak, the murmuring spirit is still in there. So, Anyway, what a pattern we have before us. Amen. Then we can become the patterns, right? Of no reasoning and no murmuring. And then in 2 Corinthians, it says, casting down all the imaginations, all the thoughts, and bringing every, captive, every thought into captivity. See, I mean, even driving down the freeway, a lot of thoughts come in my mind. I've got to cast it down. 
Lord Jesus. Amen. First thought came was, hey, it's good to hear the news this morning. My finger goes. The Lord's word comes in. No. I am the good news. Amen. He is the good news. Amen. So the verse that came to me, ready to turn the radio on, this small thing, I got to hear the news, right? Unless the grain of wheat. Unless you turn this off or don't turn it on, you will not bear fruit. Oh, Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Another thought comes. Cast it down. Another thought comes. Cast it down. Another thought come. Cast it down. Amen. Unless. Amen. No reasoning. No murmuring. For it is God who operates in you. Both the willing and the doing of his good pleasure. Amen. You have the mind. You have the emotion. And you have the will. A mind that's no reasoning. A mind. Uh, uh, emotion that's no murmuring. And a will that's one with God. Amen. For the fulfilling of his purpose. Amen. This is the peak of the salvation Amen. shown in chapter 2 of Philippians of the exalted Christ. Highest name. Okay? And then we got a long way to go, but what a wonderful one we have. Amen. Keep on running on this race. Amen. Then you don't have to turn. We have a verse that says that I do not say this to condemn you 2 Corinthians 7 for I have said before that you are in our hearts the whole Corinthian church was in his heart they were in terrible shape for our dying together and our living together Amen. that's partners how about you like have partners that die together Live together. Amen. Die together. Amen. Depend on each other. You can depend on each other. For our dying and living together. Okay, let's turn to Philippians 1 8. Read 7 also, I believe. What does it say? Uh, let's start. Uh, seven and eight, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Even as it is right for me to think this concerning you, 
Because you have me in your heart. The saints had him in their heart. This is wonderful. And then? Since both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all fellow partakers with me of grace. Then look at Paul's side. For God is my witness, how I long after you all in the inward parts of Christ Jesus. He got deeper. He got him. He put him in the New Jerusalem. Paul's heart became the New Jerusalem. I have you in the inward parts of Christ. Sometimes you will go through some things that you don't understand in the recovery and you'll be alone. You think. There are some that will hold you regardless what you went through in the inward parts of Christ. Impossible. It's impossible for them to forget you. Brother Lee says, they will carry a new one all the way to the New Jerusalem. Paul is still carrying. It's in the inward parts of Christ. How can you take somebody out from the inward parts of Christ? It's not only in Christ, but in Paul now. His experience is, I have you, Philippians, in the inward parts of Christ. And I, I, I know this had been, I have enjoyed this in my weak times, that those that have me in the inward parts always pray. They take care. And that's what keeps us here. Don't think we are here because we're strong. No, we have those holding us in the inward parts. Now, now you begin to hold some, not only in your heart, but in the inward parts of Christ. I don't know whether to share this, but one young man got saved in 1968 in my apartment. I think I was about five months in the Lord. Yeah, because... By 10 months in the Lord, I moved to, to going to a big brother's house, my wife and I. And this young brother right away enjoyed the Lord, right away got in the word. Tremendous shepherd, begin to care for the young ones. Then he went to another locality, and something happened. We don't know what. He won't open his mouth. He won't speak about it. Before he left, he said, and that's my baby. So another brother and I, one was in Boston, we're praying, praying for him. We meet with him. He would never, I mean, I meet with him, he never opened his mouth again, never pray. He'd be open to eat dinner. And many times I want to drop the Lord never drops. 
that brother, another brother from Boston, flew all the way just to have dinner one time with him. One dinner. Still, nothing. It took 15 years before he opened his mouth. It's strange. I would have lunch with him. How's brotherly? How's this? Okay, this. I pray. No pray. I ask, you mind to pray? He says, no. Pray, okay. I'll just pray. 15 years. The God inside, I want to drop. God inside doesn't. Well, his mom got really burning in the church. She's a real shepherd. She passed away. That morning, when we got together with him, that's the first time he prayed in 15 years. And from that day, we can't turn him off. calls me up. He says, what do you think? I have a burden for this one. I says, good. I have a burden for this one. It's good. Only thing he calls me up is, what shall I do? I have a burden for this one. His wife says, oh, I've been praying all these years. Now he wants the whole church in his house. <laughs> I says, good. Don't you like him that way better? She says, amen. I'll cook. Amen. <laughs> Now he's going to be a co-worker with Mike and I on the campus. That's our relationship. So Paul had the whole church in his inward parts, inward parts of Christ. This works for you. and doesn't mean I'm faithful. I don't, don't think... A lot of that, many times, too many times, I'm bummed out. Mike knows, right? My wife knows. But Christ is in us. Amen. He's the good shepherd. Amen. I am the good shepherd. Amen. There's one now I want you to pray for. Since 1968, I got saved, my wife and I. Her sister rejected us. And we found out she's a Christian now. And I did something for the son, the wedding, and she was really touched. Prayed about it. And that's what, how many years now? 68, 95, that's what? 27. That burden's still in me. Now, at 70 years old, he's ready to receive the Lord. I believe. The next time I'm going, I'm praying now, Lord, you give me the verses. This time. 
Lord, bring him into yourself. There's a life in us, brothers, that never lets go. Never lets go. Just to give you one example, the last time we visited them, they're in San Diego. Drove down there, and she fought us all the way, and he's not open all these years, but the burden is there. We don't know what to do. Because <clears throat> my relatives, who got so many, I, all like that, it's all on our hearts. Now, this can be students that don't say that, that, you know, as long as it's human beings, yours on the campus, mine's relatives, mine's on campus, fine. It's, as long as human beings, they're walking around, God has a burden. Amen. And if you think he's not burdened, then you preach to the dogs, preach to the whole creation. No problem with his part. So we went down there. And she got sick a year before that, and my wife sent a tape, a singing tape. And we never heard about it. We went to the house for dinner. First thing we walk in, we hear the tape. I said, Lily, I said, where did she get it? I said, I sent it a year ago. Oh, yeah. She didn't coordinate. She went over, you know. <laughs> I said, it's good. He's playing the tapes there. Wow. Then he has to go to the hospital. And I just, we just ate lunch. Thank you for the lunch. We never prayed. We never talked anything spiritual. But we never made an issue of anything. Just, hello, who's this? Who's that? All this coming talk, but all the time inside, the trying God is waiting. My radar is on. <laughs> Eventually, I said, well, it's time for us to go. And I'm praying inside, shall I? What shall I do, Lord? The Lord said, don't do anything. Just before we left, her sister says, Howard, could we pray together? Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't want to shout. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> and then, could you pray for my husband? And they all stood up and held hands. And I'm saying, Lord, shall I now lead him? No, not yet. Next time. I prayed for him, and he was saying, Amen. Amen. So you pray for me. A couple of weeks, I need to go down and bring the greatest gift to him. Amen. Triune God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Like I told you before, the greatest joy is when God inside of you jumps into him. Amen. Anyway, 
Three months before that, no, four months before that, the Lord opened up a way with his son. He got saved through us. Couldn't get married all these years. Uh, he couldn't marry. He just, then he met a girl who was a Christian. He ran away from the Lord. But he, when he got married, he says, I want you to do it. And at that wedding, 200 or more Buddhists are going to be there. It's not going to be in the church, but in a hotel where they're going to hold it. I says, okay, if I do the wedding, no candles, no this, no that, no that. No. Says, oh, that's hard. I says, well, I can't help it. So, okay, you do it. I did it anyway. And I prayed on my knees because these are relatives that knew me before I was saved. Praise the Lord. The gospel went out. Amen. And that opened her sister. Not one Buddhist was offended. And now I got to go visit. So long term. Sometime right away. Sometime long term. So you need both. Your arms has to be like the arms of the triune God. <laughs> oh yeah, I just met a real nice. Oh wow, very open. Oh, my relatives. So far away. Eventually. The trying God will just put them together. Slowly. Anyway, I need your prayers. You promise? Amen. That's a big number on my wife's side. So I was really, uh, I said, how can I pay back my wife? My wife pours herself out from the day she got saved for all my relatives. So my brothers got saved. All my brothers are saved. This and that. She's cooks for them, she does this, and her relatives, everybody closed. I says, I can't pay back. They're not open. In that one wedding, we touch more of a relative than my relative. He answered my prayer, but now I got to follow. All to the saints prayer. Okay. Don't you love bringing God to man? Amen. Wow! Amen. Standing on the wall there at Berkeley. I says, that's a normal student. Amen. What's wrong? With standing on the wall says, you need God. Amen. And they go, and he's there smiling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like you. <laughs> Have a drink. <laughs> oh, there's the same guy again. You're going to see my face until the Lord comes back. Huh? <laughs> I, I want to escort you to your class. He goes around and says, I got a song to sing you. Is there someone? Yeah, there's someone that loves you. He sings to them. Better than they turning on the radio. Live music from the third heaven. Amen. Christ liveth in me. Amen. Why not? When it used to rain, you know what I used to do? I get a big umbrella, a big huge one. And look for students without umbrella. Hop in. 
go way out and then start preaching. I can't get out of here. I said, well, this is God's love. <laughs> why not? That's why they make those big umbrellas. It's not for the beach. It's for the gospel. When you catch fish, you got to go where they are. Find out where they eat. Study their habitats. And then find them. Oh! He bite, brothers. He bite. Let's pray. Amen. Oh! Oh! Oh, give him more line. Huh? Pray some more, brothers. Amen. Oh! <laughs> But better, you go with three brothers and cast a net. Whoa. Whatever way. Forgot my message. Jake came out there. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Inward parts, right? Uh, let's turn to... 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 12, chapter 12, 14 and 15. This verse has helped me so much also. Okay, let's read this together. Behold, For I did not seek what is yours, but you. Whatever the other thing is, throw it away. I seek just you. I don't seek to make me a good gospel preacher. I don't seek this, I don't seek that. I seek you. This is a very big principle. The Jews wanted to circumcise the young Christians to boast in their self. Our motive, our desire is that person. Just for that person. Then the practice is in the next verse. 15. I do not seek what yours but you, but what does it say? But I most gladly, Paul says, through all that difficult, difficult situation of the church, I most gladly spend and spend there 
is what? The outward, meaning to spend what he is, uh, what spend what he has, his possessions. This touched me when I first came to the recovery that the saints, especially their homes, their time was spent on me. Because the Lord touched me in such a strong way, I wanted to preach the gospel every day. I, I, I can't do it without preaching every day. And sometime at 9 o'clock at night, I says, I'm alone. Call up a brother. Brother, I have a burden, my friends. We'll go preach the gospel. Amen. He's a busy brother. But he'd go with me. Quite a few of my friends, I'm not saying do it this way. My friends are late, late, late ones. So you couldn't catch them early, early, early. Most of my friends got saved after 12 o'clock at night. But I most gladly spend and be what? Utterly spent. Not only you spend, but others take you and spend you. That's harder. Right? I spend time with the sitting one. I enjoy it. Then some brother come. Brother, I, I need help. Could you go with me? And you, right, you're there. Oh. The 49ers are playing. Utterly spent. I got to do this. Oh, no, I'm not saying don't study. You better study. But don't waste your time while you're studying. The problem with us is that when study time, we waste our time. Study time comes. There's the newspaper. Ooh. I just read a little bit. Hmm. Who interesting. Hmm. Yeah, 15 minutes. That's right. Two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> and the new demon on the block called video computers. It's going to get worse and worse. You turn that thing on, right? Games. Wow. <laughs> Read the word. Uh, Oh, I, I, that is how I'm weak. <laughs> oh, Bible, too heavy. Video machine. <laughs> I know. Don't waste your time. The more diligent you are in studying when you should study, the more time you have to offer. 
So otherwise, you, the time you're studying, you're condemned because you didn't preach the gospel. And then while you're preaching the gospel, you, you're condemned because you didn't study. All right? So be a good student and a good dispenser. Don't waste your time. Okay? What you do with the computer, this and that, that's none of my business. It's yours. But I most gladly spend and be utterly spent. The last one I want to touch is Luke 10, 34 and 35. Not last, but time. Sorry. Let's read it together. This is the Good Samaritan. Uh, let's read from 32. 33, I'm sorry. But a certain Samaritan was... And, and what happened? Took care of him. He brought him to an inn. But how the inn equals what? Equals take care of him. What do you do? The only thing he says take care of him. 35. This is for us. And said, uh, you be spiritual. Be a strong brother. Be a this, that, that. Yes. But the main thing is what? And whatever you spend, I most gladly spend and be spent. Whatever you spend, what? In addition. Is this strange, huh? Here, a new one comes to the church. And I'll play the Lord. A new one comes. Brooks come into the recovery. I says, okay. Here I give you. I give you enough grace here to take care of him. So take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever you spend in addition, that means what I gave you, the Lord gave you, it seems like not enough. Every time you get that feeling, wow. I, 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 I'm prayed out. My time is out. Whatever, it seems like always in addition. Shepherding is in addition. Whatever you spend in addition, when I return, I'll give you the kingdom. Amen. Whatever, this is that whatever has always touched me. Ah, Lord, I'm out. Praise the Lord. 
So whatever, and, and this is a strange sensation or experience. Every time you go, when you don't have enough, it seems something more comes. How many like to spend in addition? Thank you. That means you're a good brother, right? <laughs> whatever you spend in addition, right? I'm sorry, but uh, I went too slow, too many story. I got some more to share, but I think I better stop right here. Uh, I will touch some more next week on prayer and shepherding. But I, I thought I better stop right here. I just felt to bring you through some verses. How many love the Lord within you? Amen. Only he is the good shepherd. Amen. Right, take this verse, pray read them. Pray read them, okay? Sorry I took too much of your time. But you got about, what, five minutes? Okay. What do you want to do? Pray? Or you want to fellowship? Whatever. What shall we do? Speak? Who had something to say? Nobody? Anyone? Okay, you should pray. All right. Let's pray.